everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, an award-winning stockbroker, television producer, scriptwriter, yoga instructor, and serial entrepreneur, now founder of the Epic Vision Zone. I'm here to help you fulfill your big dream by showing you how to create a vision so powerful it becomes the portal to your messaging, your money, and meaning. Because I know that having access to the right words and a vivid idea are the keys to cultivating connections, financial freedom, and living a more abundant and joyful life. I'd be honored to help you get there. Feel free to contact me by going to my contact page at janeapplegas.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Here at the Epic Vision Zone, we bring you some of the world's most influential people to inspire you to hit the go button on your epic life. A big thank you to everyone for being here. Pablo Picasso wrote, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Priscilla Stefan is an intuitive business strategist and creator of the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetypes and the amazing Soul Fluent Leadership Business Guide. A Columbia, a Columbia University graduate with a master's degree in international affairs, Priscilla spent two decades working with environmental leaders only to find herself burnt out, lost, and wondering if she'd ever find her calling. After a year-long sabbatical and soul-searching, she came upon the Akashic Records, also known as the Book of Life, and discovered her gift, providing intuitive business and leadership guidance so that people can work in their zone of genius, live their purpose profitably, and make an impact in the world their way. Rooted in the principle that the path to a successful, purpose-driven business starts from within, Priscilla shows you how to achieve the extraordinary in life and business by helping you get clear on your soul's vision for leadership first. This, she says, is the key to creating more impact profits with grace and ease and joy. And we'd all love to get there. Welcome, Priscilla. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Jane. And hi to all our listeners. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, we're excited to have you and I want to delve right in because Priscilla has one of the most useful reference guides I have ever put my hands on, but we'll get there in a moment. First of all, I'd be love our audience to understand a little bit about your journey. You went from corporate jobs to becoming an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about that and what led you into that. It was unexpected, it was unplanned, and at times utterly excruciatingly painful. <laughs> um, I went through three very serious career changes in my 10, almost 11 years as a coach. Th that has gone through three iterations already uh, as well. I started out with a graduate degree from Columbia in international environmental policy, worked at the World Wildlife Fund for five years in their DC office, traveled through Latin America, helping uh, high-level government leaders create policies that would support environmental conservation. 
um, in the 10 years that I was in that field, I realized that um, it just felt like a really uphill battle. I didn't feel like my contribution was really yielding the level of impact that I had hoped it would, or even that the movement, the environmental movement was. And as important as it is, I didn't, I lost um, my ability to be in it. And I cre uh, craved more um, self-expression. Um, and then I started my first business importing Brazilian uh, accessories and Brazilian by birth. I did that for a little while, but then it really took me another five years of serious soul searching to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, it was very painful. And then kind of stumbled upon uh, health coaching, which was a way to help me combat 30 years of emotional eating and gaining and losing 30 pounds every year or so. Um, and then that yielded a health coaching uh, certification. And then I began helping women uh, with emotional eating, which turned out to really be career coaching, oddly enough, because people were eating because of the misalignments in the work that they were doing. And then I stumbled upon the Akashic Records, um, which we'll talk about later, and realized that I had a, it was really that missing piece that I had hoped for, and then started doing business stuff, and then eventually leadership and business. So it was unexpected. I mean, I didn't even know that what I do today existed, so I couldn't have even planned for it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and being <laughs> vulnerable, because it is a choppy, often choppy journey. Um, and you know we often hear from individuals who are right are who are successful now but you know when we start it's often you know we're feeling our way and like you said you weren't sure you tried this one you tried that one and you know in a sense you're a serial entrepreneur i mean very much so in this you know that you tried different things and and um you came full circle to what you have right now so that is amazing and uh i i encourage everyone to take heed because we don't always find our our calling right away and often we get frustrated and i know that that leads to a lot of issues as well as i'm sure you do too so delving into now the akashic records you say that you came upon them um, during your one-year sabbatical what are they and how did they influence you yeah so the akashic records i it's hard to describe something that's ethereal it's really a way to connect to your soul guides and the akashic records also called the book of life is really a um an, ethere an ethereal space that really documents every everything about your soul through every lifetime through its existence um, and so it's a way to provide healing through multiple lifetimes uh, it is a way to provide clarity on how to live your best life and to be empowered it's not a place where your guides will just be like okay just do this and then everything will be magical it's not predictive or psychic it is a way where I, in a way it's like almost like soul mentorship right where your guides are, are are supporting you in being more empowered and trusting yourself and being clearer on what you want to do um and supporting you along the way providing healing the space of the records the energy of the akashic records is of love and truth and so it is mm -hmm. a very loving kind space where nothing is shared that you're not ready for um, and you can ask questions about anything. Um, it's just one thing where it's important that your will is respected, meaning you can't enter someone else's Akashic records without their permission. You know, it's, it's, um, 
And every time I open someone's records in a reading or as part of my coaching programs, I always ask them, do I have permission to open your records? Meaning, do I have permission to enter the sacred space, to connect to your guides and to provide you um, to be the messenger of the guidance that's here for you? You know, it's, it's very much a place of um, the records are a great tool to remind us of our own sense of personal accountability and responsibility in our lives. And it's a tool to help us heal and to grow spiritually and to be joyful and to really embrace the, the fullness of the magic that life has to offer us. So am I hearing you right that we, we all within ourselves carry Akashic records? Is, is that it or I, I'm just a little bit confused. Uh, I thought maybe 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 was a book. <laughs> it, it is called the Book of Life. In that you know the, the word records is in there. It's really a compilation, a record, mm -hmm. right? Or, or sometimes called a library. I, I call it the Harry Potter library. If you ever watch the Harry Potter movies, like, you know, their libraries just with all those moving stairs, like it's a, it's an infinite record of everything about our soul. And so there's mm. multiple records, but pretty much think of it this way. Everything that has a consciousness has an Akashic record to it, has an energy about it. So mm. our, your business, my book, um, your relationships, uh, your health, um, um, our planet, uh, a tree, your property, everything has its own Akashic records. It has its own energy and its own consciousness that you can tap into and ask it for guidance. A, a, a thunderstorm, a, a hurricane, everything that has a consciousness, your pet, your children, has an Akashic record to it, has a way that you can tap into that energy and ask it, commune with it, communicate with it, and ask it for guidance. Wow. And everyone that's... has the ability to connect to the Akashic records, by the way. Um, it's, it's like prayer, right? Everyone has the ability to pray, right? right. Um, and you can learn how to read your own Akashic records. There are books about it. You can take courses, which is what I did. Um, and it, so it's not something that's unique or special about me. And I think that's really important to know because I'm here to empower people to know that they have the ability to access their own guides, their own spiritual guidance system. Um, and so, um, there's nothing special or unique about me in the ability to do this. That, thank you. That was very uh, useful. So it, it's, it's like our internal guidance system in a sense, but, but everything has it, not just an individual, like you said, a tree, a pet you know, everything. So yeah, a book, your business, a partnership, everything has an Akashic record that you can, you can open your own Akashic records and that will give you access to everything that's related to you and you, or you can open the Akashic records of a book, of your business, of your, of your show, of a podcast, of anything, if you want to go even more specific. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> I really, I love it. I, I think it sounds fantastic. It's, it's, I'm very, I'm a very curious individual. So we'll have to chat after, but that sounds amazing. I understand because I, the law of energy and so on and so forth, but let's not get sidetracked. So thank you so much for that explanation. Leading from the soul. Okay. I love the name that you've coined, the soul fluent leadership. What does that mean to lead from the soul? I like to think of it personally as that commitment to lean, lead with integrity and with a deep sense of personal alignment to what, 
to your core values and what's to what's true to you. It's to lead from that deep place of truth and love within yourself, that place that always is here to support you, that energy that's always here to guide you, that transcends this worldly plane, that transcends logic, and that embraces the fullness of the essence of you that is, I guess, eternal. Um, and I think that um, so fluent was a term that was given to me by my guides in the Akashic Records because I was like, I've got to give a name to these darn archetypes. What do you have? And they said, so fluent. So, so fluent is really the ability to be fluent in your language, in your soul's leadership language. So what that means is having ease and mastery and understanding how your soul naturally operate and operates and expresses itself, which in my body of work means understanding your archetype, your archetype, which we'll talk about. We have five in my book really is, um, is an amalgamation of the key aspects of what makes you, you at a soul level. Now, what are the mm -hmm. energies that you bring to the table? How, how do you tend to naturally express yourself? What makes you naturally, innately, magically brilliant and you? And so that's really the promise of soulfluent leadership and for soulfluent leaders to be fully themselves as they create a world that supports the greater good and that creates win-win-wins for everyone to thrive, not a select or privileged few. Beautiful. I keep the mouth <laughs> No, but it, it 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 really resonates. I keep coming up with authenticity. It's it's the vibration that you 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 emanate when you're being in your your authentic or your soulful self. Because yeah. that's when you make the connection. So yes, it's beautiful. I I it, it was that was really nice and you did mention about the archetypes so tell us about the soul fluent leadership archetypes and why they matter yes so to encapsulate first i say that when you know yourself better you lead better because you know what makes you tick you know what you're really good at you know your zones of genius and you really can show up in that resonance and in that vibration, you, as you were saying, of being deeply and truly yourself, which is no small feat as we know, right? And so in 2016, my guides asked me to write a short little book. And I thought, great, sure. So the book became a 165 page body of work. It's not the business guide, by the way, it was where they gave me all these archetypes and I had to figure out what to do with them, understand them, and then how to market them and to explain them to other people. But in essence, um, the soul fluent leadership archetypes are five. There's the mystic, which I am the mystic, and I'll go into them a little bit if you want. There's the visionary, which is the disruptor, the innovator. There's the strategist, which streamlines really complex data and information in ways that us, the general public, can can assimilate. Think of scientists, astronomers, people in finance. Things that are really complex. And we're like, how do you do that exactly? Then there's the explorer, which is very much about uh, dreaming, putting dreams into action, connection, possibilities, living and leading experientially. They kind of like jump and then they learn how to swim. And then there's the divine feminine, which is about community and collaboration. Their businesses are designed for the community, by the community and with the community. And the mystics 
since I started talking about it, we are use our intuitive, creative, and healing abilities to elevate consciousness and to really create peace and harmony and well-being in the world. You know, mystics can be coaches, uh, healers, artists, uh, it can be doctors, it can be all kinds of um, modalities that help people understand themselves better. Um, and then the visionaries are bold, brazen, um, and they are all about being strategic and efficient and, and really genuinely disrupting powerfully, boldly the status quo and creating innovative ways. Really, I don't think in the book, the way it says is that we, our world wouldn't be what it is without the visionaries that were bold enough to think, well, this doesn't work. There has to be a better way. We're going to, we're going to not only find that way, but we're going to create it and we're going to blow up the old systems. So again, the mystic, the visionary, the strategist, the explorer, and the divine feminine. We have all five archetypes within us as we have all different kinds of archetypes within us. Archetypes are simply an amalgamation of energies that are in the collective unconscious. So much so that if we mention the word mother or goddess or warrior, it conjures up ideas and images and energies and adjectives for us to contemplate. Um, but we tend to, in our work, in our business, to have a dominant archetype. And the archetypes, by the way, can shift, almost like shifting gears in a car, depending on the cycle of business that you're in, but even more importantly, in your own personal and spiritual evolution. You know, there might be other energies that you're being asked to embody, access, and to embrace. And so that sometimes, like sometimes I've gotten uh, clients that are more mystical, more mystics, and then they're being asked to step into bolder, more disruptive energies like the like the visionary or to create community in deeper levels of collaboration which might fall under the the guise of the divine feminine i have nothing to add that was really <laughs> informative thank you you rendered me speechless i'm like okay tell me more i'm just fascinated thank you. oh my gosh so tell me then quickly within your book um which we'll get into a little bit later but is there an exercise there that one can um use in order to discover their dominant uh, archetype yes there's a quiz in the book at the back of the book there's a quiz but also if you go to priscillastephan.com forward slash quiz there's a three minute quiz that will tell you what is the dominant archetype that you have been currently operating from and what's so you know important and i see here on the screen it's in the book too like leveraging your, your archetype is really about understanding what makes you tick right? what is the brilliance and the genius that you bring to the table and really operating from your innate natural potent strengths as you lead not only in life, but certain business, right? Because the people that I work with within the framework of the archetypes is specifically for people that are creating, growing, and scaling um, conscious businesses, right? Businesses that are supporting the greater good. They're purpose-driven businesses that have a clear mission to create win-win-wins for all. Right. And not just um, not just for profit or, 
You know, it's right. really people that are creating new paradigms of what's possible for the world so that all thrive, not just a few. And the key part to making that process easier, as you were saying in my introduction, is to stop trying to be someone you're not. To stop marketing yourself in ways that feel inauthentic and icky and just just feel off. To trust yourself when you're going to take a bold leap that might make absolutely no sense. Somewhere, you know, all all success formulas might say this is absolutely not the way you do it, or you should be doing this. And you're like, no, because I know myself enough. I know my my skills. I know my energies. I know how I create. And I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to be fully myself. And the archetypes are really a permission slip to understand and access yourself and the energy is about you so that you can be fully self-expressed in how you work. Part of the reason we're so burned out in business, part of the reason we're so burned out besides all the hustle culture and all that BS that we were told is that we are suppressing, compartmentalizing, and suppressing such key parts of what makes us uniquely ourselves. I'm playful. I also curse a lot, you know, the New Yorker in me, right? So really? I, liked, I, liked, <laughs> I like sparkles and uh, pink things, you know? I like accessories. I like to be colorful. Like these are parts of what make me me. This is part of the resonance, that magnetism. And if we are to, you know, create a better world for all, and through the vehicle of our business, through the energy of our messaging, through our personalities, wouldn't it just be nice to be ourselves so that we can then really, in, in essence, be that frequency match so that it's just kind of, there's a magnetism that comes to that. And there's also terror that comes with it. Like, well, what, what are people going to think, you know, and all of that comes with it. But then I think many of us are just so tired of being so sick and tired that we're like, well, if it's going to be this awful anyway, I might as well just be myself and enjoy myself. And if people are going to like me, which they're not going to always anyway, at least I'm going to like me. And there's something to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for that. Oh, yes. That's very powerful. That, that absolutely. But you're right. We unfortunately are put in boxes since we're young and uh, we're taught to conform. And conformity is the opposite of letting ourselves be who we really are. And then it's almost like we have to unlearn that. So yes, this is a fabulous, fabulous process. I am so glad we have connected. <laughs> what can I say? Yes, and just to add too, you know, very quickly about boxes that I don't want the archetype or your assessment of your archetype in any way to be a limitation or to be, you know, like I'm going to lock and load myself into this and this is who I am and this is how I have to be. It's simply an invitation to take what resonates and then apply that as a way to amplify your own sense of self-expression and to give yourself permission to do things and to be in a way that's fully your own. You know, there are so many personality tests, right, from hum human design, astrology, mm -hmm. Myers-Briggs. Use what resonates, but this is never meant in any way to box us in, but in a way as a tool to liberate us out of the boxes. Right, right. It's a guide. Just a absolutely guide. a guide yes absolutely well that being said i read in your book that you call yourself an edge worker tell us about that term and what that means 
Yeah, I learned about that term maybe last year, and it was termed by this man called Charles Eisenstein. I don't know. I try to Google him to understand, but I really like the term, and it's really, I'm going to botch it a little bit, but on my website, I think I describe it as someone that is here kind of on the edge of, of the leading edge of, of what mainstream is, and in the sense that they are here to uh, create paradigms that transcend and disrupt the mainstream and the status quo paradigms that exist right now. And um, in so doing, um, to help other edge workers, you know, people that are creating new systems and paradigms and ways of being and thinking that um, that are greater and more efficient and better than what we have, to help them navigate the choppy waters and the ups and downs that come with the burden, the responsibility, the, the vision, the fear of um, kind of swimming upstream to what everyone else is doing. You know, we feel the calling and we feel compelled to do that, to create a different paradigm, a better way, which is part of what the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetypes are about. It's about a better way of doing business, of leading, of unhooking from all those boxes and those systems and all the stuff that we've been taught about marketing, about leadership, about business that really doesn't work for us, not certainly for the future of the planet, <laughs> probably humanity, um, and to give ourselves permission to do things um, to do things our way. And, um, and I think when I read that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I kind of felt like, oh, that's why it's felt so hard so many times, you know, and I do feel like I'm, you know, going upstream and I, you know, generally operating on faith the last six years as I just willfully and consciously gave myself to this work to see where it would go. Um, and so I think it's, um, for people that are creating conscious businesses or conscious leaders, and I don't love the term conscious, but you know, who are creating businesses that are for the greater good, it can, you know, we are clearly creating different paradigms and they are kind of ahead of the time, their time. And so it can be tricky to hold the faith and to, to hold that vision as consciousness, as society, you know, as people kind of start to wake up to what that conversation that we are offering can can offer them and the world as well right it's a waking up to letting go almost yes it is yeah. very much so. yeah a waking up to letting go because that's you're right i mean we we um and, and even in the business trainings you're right and and certain coachings you're still you know, you're trying to push yourself into that model because you want to be successful and you, you know, you, but they don't say like you have that it's just a guide that don't put yourself there if it doesn't resonate with you because someone built a business this way, it doesn't mean that that's the way you build it because it's unique to you because you're right. We're all different. I'm, I'm not necessarily a planner. I'm much more creative. And when you try when I, I make that attempt to do all the strategic part, it really stresses me. And it's because it's not in alignment with who I really am. But if it's creative, I am just like, I'll spend hours <laughs> just lost in a world. So I, that is beautiful. I love that. So marketing on your own terms. There's a testimonial in your book that says that you don't have to hate marketing anymore boy, that's a powerful statement. And it just jumped out at me. So that gives us, it gives us radical permission, you say, to do business on our own terms. 
Now we touched a little bit on that, but how, tell us how that coincides with the marketing, because I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially um, deal with marketing all the time. And let's face it today, it gets very noisy. It does. I think many of us that are solopreneurs or conscious leaders and entrepreneurs at some point either start out or end up hating marketing because a well there's certainly the visibility aspect of putting yourself out there and and it can feel vulnerable but there's also the the conventional i think it's called kind of bro marketing that's like here's a one size fit all template kind of formula model follow this and you will be successful but then we we do it it doesn't work we feel broken we feel like maybe we shouldn't be doing this believe me i've been there many times and it was disheartening, frustrating, and utterly heartbreaking um, and soul crushing. Cause you're like, well, my dream's not gonna come true because I followed the model. I put all this money and all this effort, you know, in my case, 12 hour days, sometimes seven days a week when I started off and it's not working. And where do you go from there? Not to mention that, you know, sales, like pushing on people's pain points on sales conversations or switching pricing around or doing things that you're like, this does not align with my values. This does not feel in integrity and this does not feel authentic. In fact, just before our interview, I was actually talking to the person that gave that testimonial because she's gonna, she's inviting me to have a conversation with her community of uh, culture makers. Um, and this is exactly what she said. She said, they don't want, they, they're saying no to traditional marketing, right? They're saying no to conventional marketing. And she says, I give them permission to realize that what they're feeling is not just in their head, um, that their moral objection to the way marketing that feels icky is, 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 is genuine and, and true. And the marketing often the way that they've perceived it, especially in the coaching world, which I can certainly speak to, but there's a lot of it in the general world. Uh, it's not aligned with their principles and that they're not the problem and they certainly aren't broken. It's just a toxic misaligned approach that does not take into account who you are, what you want and your values, but there is a better way, right? And so she said, well, when I tell people, I invite people to say no to all of this stuff that feels bad. I'm literally quoting what she just told me because I was writing that. She said, then I have to tell you, I have to replace it with what you can say yes to, which she actually, very nicely said, your book is an example of what to say yes to because it gives you permission to do things your way in total alignment with what feels genuine, authentic, true, uh, kind, uh, generous, whatever your values are. And then to be, and so that marketing is not a performance. So that marketing doesn't have to be about uh, being fake, but it can be an opportunity to be authentic, aligned, an artist, to self-express, and to have marketing align with your moral frameworks. So that's all the things that she literally said. Um, and she actually asked the question, what happens when you start playing your own game, you know, and doing things your way? What's possible? And then what happens? Um, and so that's the invitation you know we get burned out because we just you know i think we can't help it right so many of us i did this in the beginning give our power away whether it's a little bit or a lot to gurus or other experts who have gone been there done that so of course they must know more than us but nobody knows us better than ourselves and that's where the archetypes are here if you understand yourself it's much harder for you to um, to give away your power because you know better than that. 
And of course we can sometimes make mistakes, right? But then we're like, wait, wait, nope, coming right back. I know this is not right. This does not align with my values. This is not feel good. And you know what? I'm gonna trust myself. And ultimately I'm here to, my entire work and my work with clients is always to teach them to trust themselves. To me, that is the greatest um, asset that you have in your business. It's certainly the, the greatest one that you have in your life. And it comes from a place of genuine curiosity and self-awareness and the ability to ask questions and to not just blindly follow things. I don't care how smart, how accomplished someone is. They're still human, having a you know, spiritual person, having a very human experience. And they're not you. You are the expert in you. So how can you stay in your own power and embrace that brilliance that's within you so that it's much more difficult for you to be swayed. And when you are, it's much the, the lag time between being swayed and coming back to integrity and alignment is shorter. Trust yourself. Wow. Such a simple statement, but a difficult one. When was the last time we trusted ourselves? You know, that's really what it boils down to, because like you said, we're getting information from everywhere and everybody. And it, it does not only overwhelm you, but it confuses you. And you're right. You make it if you if you don't follow, you know, you mentioned pain points and marketing and and that kind of doesn't resonate with me because i'm like why why do you want to bring up the negative you know it's it's like there are certain ways and everybody has their way of expressing themselves but that was yes so spot on and and it all boils down to being that authentic you but also trusting in that authentic you because the stronger you get in believing your authentic self the less you're going to be swayed by someone else's method of doing some, something. And that may work for them, but it doesn't work for you. And that's not a bad thing. You're right. It makes you, they often make you feel as though it's a bad thing or you're not going to succeed if you don't do it this way. Right. Well, that's shaming and fear tactics that also can activate trauma responses and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I just really, I think it's important caveat to add about trusting yourself is that one, that it's a practice. Really, it is a moment to moment practice of making either little tiny choices or medium choices or decisions or bigger ones. And then just reflecting back as feedback and saying, OK, where did I trust myself? Where did I go against the grain? Where did I feel a red flag and, and, and kind of override it? Right. So there is a practice piece. And second is that you know trusting ourselves we have to look at ourselves with compassion and grace first because we've all had trauma ish happened in the past we've all made mistakes that sometimes we ourselves might be the hardest critics to forgive ourselves from you know in the coaching world i had a friend who invested thirty thousand dollars on a coach and she got nothing out of it and then got bullied and couldn't get out of the con I mean, just she then she it took her years to trust her decision making in, in hiring people and support even in her business because she's like man if i did that what else am i going to do wrong right and so i think having grace and compassion first of all and oftentimes and i don't say this really to make people feel worse i don't but in many cases when there is a poor decision that is made quote unquote where we, we don't like the results that came from them there often was a either a hint a twinge or a 
big like twist knot in the stomach of oh this doesn't feel right but you know in her case she decided to override the red flag that said this is not a good idea there's something off there's something off but she's like no this is such a respected person and this is what i want and 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 it's you know it's just right in front of me let me just do it and you know she regretted it the moment she signed the, the paper you know and but we've all made those mistakes and let's just look at them as opportunities right to understand our our internal guidance system better so that then we can understand this ecosystem in such a way that it, you know we are more in partnership with it versus um um fighting it right and so um you know anything i, I everything is energy as you were saying so uh, if something is true for you it will feel light and expansive if it is um not true for you it will feel heavy constricted so, and we've all had those feelings of when something like, God, that just doesn't feel good. Like, I feel awful or I feel tight. I feel stressed versus I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. Like to take this trip and go, but it just feels so amazing. It just feels so right. I feel so light and open, right? There's a truth to that. The brain won't, won't always know it. Our, our logic minds won't fully understand or have the data, but the energy speaks louder than the words, right? Than the brain. And so just sometimes just using that simple tool of how does this feel right to me? Um, and for me, understanding my human design as a generator, I think I have, I forget, like emotional clarity. This helped me and to understand that, you know, I need to let the high of the, 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 of the feeling and then just give like sleep on it many times just to see, okay, I went through the high and the low and I still feel the way I feel. Okay, that feels good. And sometimes I just know right away, like this is a yes. That's it, you know? And so just giving yourself grace to understand yourself in so so many ways that you can understand the the systems, like the lights, switches, all the fixtures in within you. And then you're like, okay, this is what I need to yeah. make this decision. This is a yes. This is I need to get back to you. And to be a firm and solid in that without any and if someone says shame you, you just tell them to go, you know, plant a banana somewhere because you're like, I don't care what you think. I know <laughs> I'm what sure I need. that's not how you <laughs> Plant a no, the New Yorker in me definitely puts it stronger than that. Um, and, 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 and that's where we can stay true to ourselves and in integrity with ourselves. When a client said to me, I don't want to betray myself anymore. I was like, yes. And that was my mantra for this year. This is my year where I do not betray myself for money, for other people, for approval. So what does it look like to be in integrity and alignment with yourself? So you're not betraying you, the truth of your values for anything external to you. That is so powerful. Stop betraying yourself. And it's a practice. We have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until we understand that, yes, and because every day we're, 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 we're play, we have choices every day. We're given choices. It doesn't matter whether you turn left or right, or you're going, you know, going to go to that meeting or not or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's really, really powerful. Stop betraying yourself. Well, you've explained a little bit of holistic. I feel that there's a lot of holistic motion there because the next question was, tell us what you mean by the holistic success and its connection to alignment. So you touched a little bit on the energy and the intuition and how powerful that is for each individual. Is there anything else you would like to add to that? Because I found that very fascinating that you said holistic success. Yes, um, I think it's less the case now, but when I started my business in 2011, there was such a focus of compartmentalizing just the business. But then 
if you make the business such a big part of the pie of your life, imagine a pizza pie, right? And let's say the whole pie or a big part of it is just the business. There's very small slivers left for fun, for family, for health, for spiritual growth, for whatever, you know, adopting a pet, having a child, you know, family life. So there is an impact to how we show up and how we do business. And I, I, so a holistic success to me means that you understand the impact that your business decision are, is your business decisions are having on all areas of your life and then you make a conscious choice of starting with life first and designing the business to support the life that you desire i think because otherwise oftentimes we're like start the business and then that will create the life you want but what happened is that that model doesn't take into effect that you know your your values, your priorities, your season of life, um, your desires necessarily. Just like go make money, and then life will be great, and then you can go live your life. And that is actually what I did when I started off my business. I was single, and I said to myself, "I will not date." I will not go out. I will not do anything until this business succeeds because then I will be successful. I will feel good about myself. I will have proven my worth. People will respect me and then I'll have time to date. Well, <laughs> that sucked. Um, and I, you know, and I literally was working 12 days, 12 hour days, seven days a week and just burying myself and hiding from the world and life and all the other fears that came with that kind of philosophy until I realized, no, if I am to design a business and I'm the creator of this, though I don't like rules and I don't like to be told what to do, I get to do it my way. How is this going to influence my life? So any client that comes to me, I ask, like, what is your life going to look like? How many hours are you going to, you know, let's look at your life and design the business to support that, you know, um, versus the other way around. So holistic success means that all areas of your life have a genuine opportunity to thrive of which business is one component of that it is not the dominant piece of your life and if it is it is a conscious choice that it might take center stage for a particular season or time frame but it won't be how it is all the time right absolutely it's being aware of our humanness that yes. we're not just machines to do business because and yes, that, you're right. And that life is a beautiful, every day and every moment is unique. It will not be replicated, will not be recreated, and that we get to enjoy life. That every moment also informs the next moment, the next idea, the mm -hmm. connection. Like it's a beautiful sunny day in Northern California. I want to hear the birds sing. I literally want to smell the roses. I want to walk my dog and say hello to my neighbors. Like this is living. So what does, true living look and feel like for you so you feel like you're enriched by your life right not depleted from it right right that is so powerful really we all need to learn from that and especially women because we always put everyone else first or all things first so thank you for that i want to delve in now to your incredible reference guide is what I call it. And that's, you told me earlier that that's how you call see it. Yes. I, I have my copy too. Oh my gosh. This is 
one of the best reference books ever. I'm telling you how now, before I go on about it, um, my question is, how is your book you so unique? Um, and just give us an idea of what people can uh, get garner from this because there is so much there's so much packed in this book and it's everything from learning your archetypes to even power words that you can use um, diff different charts I just love the way this is laid out um, and I just want to give you free reign so you can tell us how it is so unique compared to anything else that's out there well first of all when you look at it right the book is in it's 222 pages it's all color and it's eight and a half by 11 and I didn't realize it until actually until you um so I got a copy and you showed it like it's like a rainbow through the sides and each of the archetypes is, are color coded on the side. And then there's like 15 examples of businesses um, that you can see that are examples of your archetypes. So this is a reference guide and I wanted to create a manual, a guide of sorts. So once you know your archetype, it started as a, as a funny conversation, like what would it, wouldn't it be cool if once you knew your archetype, you could give a book to your copywriter, to your branding person, to your business coach, to whoever's on your team and your team members and say, look, this is me. Go help me create more of me in my business. And so the book outlines for each archetype um, six core areas, your natural manifesting style, marketing, how, how to market, team building, your leadership and money consciousness. I always forget all the other ones. Let me look here. Um, for the, um, it also looks at um, um, business model. What are the best business models for you? How to have a really, um, what's the best mindset? What are the key pitfalls that your, your archetype might um, encounter and how to overcome them? And then each archetype has three examples in color of businesses that are a reflection of that archetype. So there's the mystic, right? So there's a girl that has a, a product line of essential oils that's uniquely her own. There's a coach who is very mystical. Um, um, her business is sacred alchemy. And then there is an artist and um, how she is all about helping people become more self-expressed through her business. And she sews mm. and, and does a whole bunch of other kinds of too and so and they're also like you mentioned the matrix there's also a matrix um, that consolidates you know per archetype your motivation to lead your vision your manifesting your marketing um, offer types your team how to create content what systems to create what are your superpowers right what's your kryptonite how do you overcome that and the keys to success and so it really helps you in very both consolidated world ways but also very visually appealing and practical ways to see who you are who you are in relation to other people like if you are a mystic how what are the best team members for you um and how your team can understand you so that they can help you work best um and so and then like you said even from like brand words there's the whole page of different brand words or even um like here you can see like there are brand color suggestions even of it's hard to see my here, but um, brand color suggestions and then um, why the examples of these businesses were picked, like mantras that you can expect or questions to ask uh, when you get stuck. Um, and so there are many and there are also reflection questions. For example, what does being a visionary mean to you? 
Um, uh, how do you stay brave and embodied in your vision for yourself, you know, when the world is trying to make you fit in and you're meant to stand out? And then there's also like one of the things that um, I added was the ascension journey of the leader is how do you, because it really is, once you kind of say yes to that sense of calling or to lead, um, it is kind of an initiation process, right? Kind of like, so there's like six stages that I kind of identified for myself um, in terms of there's the awakening, you feel the call and then you're like, I don't want to do the call. Then you say yes to the call if you say yes to it. And then you have like dark nights of the soul and you have some inner identity shifts, which was so painful for me. And then you start to come out, kind of you see the light kind of recalibrate it. And then you kind of say, you know, you kind of transform and evolve in your sense of leadership. And so um, it's very practical and it has really great insights and um, suggestions and it can be really inspiring. The forward and is very beautifully written by my colleague Lindsay and it really reminds us that we're here to create a better world and to lead in a way that is really an example for ourselves and others and something that we can be proud of. Um, and it really starts with, as you were saying earlier, an unhooking from old programming and structures and paradigms that we were taught about leadership and business that really don't serve us anymore. And there's a table in here about traditional leadership and so fluent leadership. And so fluent leadership is really about the we, not just the me. And it's about full self-expression and fulfillment and nourishment versus the hustle and you know trying to fit in. Um, and so it really talks about broadly what does conscious leadership look like and what, what can we expect for the future? Why does this work matter for us? How does knowing ourselves better really help us lead better and help lead us better in our, in our businesses and really create that ripple effect for a better world for, for all while we are still staying really true to ourselves and enjoying the process as we go along. Yes, absolutely. There is, like I said, the 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 guide, the Soul Fluent Leadership Guide, has so much in it. And what I also love about it, Priscilla, is that you don't have to do it all at once. You can flip open a page, and that's what I love to do, and get inspired or think, oh my gosh, this is something I should look into and maybe do a little bit of work here, you know, answer a question or two. And that's what I really love about it as well, is that it's not something you have to go from beginning to end. You can flip open, like I said, a page and, and you know, delve into something that you're interested in or find a topic that you need to, um, you know, research. It really is the best reference business soul fluent guide I have ever ever seen and I I highly recommend it to everyone it's it's like I said I I love it and and you know once I got my copy I was I just couldn't wait to to talk to Priscilla so it's a beautiful beautiful book and I know it took you a long time you can tell that there's a lot of thoughtfulness gone into this and there again lies your uniqueness and trusting yourself because it is different it is very unique and uh but you know this is this is who you are and you can really you can really see it and feel it in the book for sure so i appreciate that and you did talk a little bit about the matrix chart and i just wanted to touch very briefly on that because i found it fascinating that you called the archetype superpowers and then you have your kryptonite and the antidote chart so it was unique strengths and challenges and navigating challenges maybe just that's just one part of it, but 
I love the way it was laid out because I could just at a glance see what my weakness was and what the strengths were. Just maybe explain that just very briefly to people because I thought that was fascinating. So the archetypes, the self-fluent leadership archetypes are quite rich and dense. You know, you can go really deep with this work. And I also wanted to keep it very um, at a glance level two um, so that we don't get lost in the weeds. And so for me as a mystic, my superpower is my intuition, my ability to hold space, for example, right? Um, And really understanding that gave me permission to really stop trying so hard and just be myself. But self-doubt has always been my genuine kryptonite, trusting my abilities, trusting myself, paralyzing. Um, and then, you know, the the antidote to that for the mystic is to be, um, I don't know if it was to be authentic or to be vulnerable. I think it's to be authentic. I can look in here. And so, I mean, there's so much more that you can say about just being authentic. What does that mean? But it's just the reminder that, it's just the reminder that, yeah, just an invitation to normalize that this can be what happens and that you're not stuck in that, that you can remember the energy of what it feels like to be authentic or the energy of what it feels like to be um, genuine and vulnerable. And then that's the invitation. That's the energy that will get you to come back to the truth of who you are, to come back to center, to go back within to truth, really. And from that place, um, move forward, right? Not get stuck because we all get stuck. Let me see here. Where's the overview matrix? Um, I can't seem to find it here now in the book. Uh, let's see, matrix 27. Hold on. I And just uh, quickly, the book comes in two versions. You have the print version as I do, which I highly recommend because it is a reference guide and it's in full color. But there is the Kindle version, which is also in color, if people really want that instead, because the book is $44. It is an investment, but it is something that you can come back to. So anyway, so for the mystic, their superpowers are intuitive, creative, and healing abilities. Their kryptonite, which is what stands in the way of them leading, is self-doubt, fear of embracing their spiritual gifts. And the antidote, which is the path to taking action and being fully self-expressed, is to be authentic. So it's just, in my case, just tell the truth. You know, what is the Mm. truth here? Really, if I weren't trying to script it or overthink it, tell the truth. And when I get into the Mm. energy of what's true for me versus what I think is right uh, or what will be accepted, that opens an energy that opens a portal and a gateway to connect, to communicate, not only with myself, but with others. Wow. That last bit you just said was so powerful. That opens up the gateway because that's the frequency. frequency. So trust yourself. And when you become that authentic individual or in in that your case, because of your archetype, it's to speak from the heart, then that will send out that frequency or vibration. And that will connect with whomever else is on that frequency. I always think of it as a radio you know, and you're dialing in and when you can't reach that, that dot, the channel that you're reaching for there's all that static. And until in your case with the archetype being a mystic, until you become in alignment with that energy, which means being authentic or true to yourself, then you're always going to have that static. But when you, when you, when you get there, the portal opens up. 
Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. I don't know if you could see that, but I'm very visual. So I have a whole, a whole thing of like, once you reach that, the energy just goes poof and there's a doorway and it just opens wide up. Yes, this is why it's so powerful, the work that you do when you understand it too from all the en like the, the energies and, and that we're all an energy source um, which can serve us or hinder us in, in every which way. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm so glad that that last part was just so, for me, it was so powerful. Um, last words, any last words that you would like to share with our audience? I believe in the power of simplicity and I think simplicity is an art form and it really comes from truth. You know, I always tell people the truth is simple. It may not be easy, but the truth isn't complicated and to trust your path and to trust yourself. You know, I think that, um, and to have grace and patience along the way, I'm not the most mm -hmm. patient person. So, um, you know, waiting 10 years to, to get to this point or six years to develop a body of work or two years to finalize this book. I, I channeled the entire book um, and um, wow. that was easy. But then the, the finishing touches and then I had to write the introduction. And I think another, I think the, was it the forward or the preface or something? Um, but you know, it took work to get it to then to trust. I was going to launch it last fall, but then I, I moved, I bought a house. My best friend died. I just had no energy to do it. And so I just had to trust, let me do it when I'm fully ready. And then February 25th, I was ready. And, and I will say this, you know, talking about frequency, this book was probably the only thing in my business that I have fully generated from the energy of love. This book was a gift to others and a gift to myself as an apprenticeship into this work. I did not do this to become an authority. I did not do this to sell copies. I did not do this to get on more podcasts. I knew it was a tool for that to happen as a result, but I didn't do it in order to attain a result that I thought would get my business further. I did it as from a total energy of love and I, as you said, I think people feel that I feel that and from that energy, it, it guides me, it strengthens me and it opens doors just from the energy from which it was created. So an important last word is the energy that you put into the creation of something influences the outcome of the energy of the product. So be aware of what is the energy when you're creating something that you're putting into it from the beginning. There's a lot of leaders that could learn from that. <laughs> that is so powerful, isn't it though? Oh my gosh, because most of the time there, there's a lot of us who are unconscious and we're just walking around on autopilot. And yeah, this is, this is wonderful, wonderful work. Um, and I have one last question here for you. Since we're on the epic vision zone, if your life were an epic story, what would the title be? And you can't use the title of your book because <laughs> I often have people give me the title of their book. No. Just one quick, rephrase the question for a moment. I guess if you can say it sure. again, because I, yeah. No problem. If your life were an epic story, what would the title be? Shit. 
she believed in herself mm. and she could. Yeah. Because yeah. it takes a lot, especially as a mystic, when you doubt yourself and you're coming up with so many internal red signals of fear to believe so in, with such depth that you that you you do it in spite of it all and whether it's it. fear or faith or money issues or life circumstances or health issues i just want people to know if you believe that's why i really strongly believe in the harry ford quote if you believe you whether you believe you can or you can't you're right and so just believe right. and do it yeah yeah believe is a very powerful energetic um vibration that's the people who are, are, are seeped in faith you know that they're very faithful that's strong because that's the belief um yes but uh, and i love that you said because she can that that to me was that made that whole title she believed mm -hmm. in herself because she can that that made that's a, a story definitely so I want to thank you so much, Priscilla, for joining us here today. I have learned so much, and I'm sure everyone else is going to from this, this, this enlightening conversation. I'm asking everyone to be sure to check out Priscilla's website at priscillastephan.com and get yourself into that, that test or whatever it is that she has to, to determine what your archetype might be. I'm going to go quiz, and do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the quiz, the quiz. Yes. Cause that's, I, I'm going to jump in there. I didn't realize it was there cause I can't wait to find out what mine is and then put it to work and also be sure to check out her book, the uh, soul fluent leadership business guide. I will have it here one more time because it is absolutely a gem and I can feel the energy coming from it <laughs> for sure. And you can also find all of her contact information on the Epic Vision Zone bio pages. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath and check out how you can become an epic entrepreneur at janeapplegath.com and get your free downloads, the keys to your dreams, success. And I thank you all. This has been the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success.